Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Good evening. You are listening to Radio Islam at WCEV 1450 AM Chicago, Illinois. And I am your host, Tariq el Radio Islam is a live call-in talk radio program airing every day from 6 to 7 p.m. Central. And we reach the world by streaming live at www.wcev1450.com. Now remember, you can always log on to www.radioislam.com, even as we are under construction and making some changes. And you can still check out guest bios, programming, previous shows, articles, and a lot more. And if you have not already done so, make sure to follow us on social media. So on Instagram and Twitter, our handle is the same, and that's at Radio Islam USA. Now on Facebook, we are just Radio Islam. So make sure to like our page. Uh, we've, we've, you know, we're putting more information on there. We, we've shared some things from the weekend. Uh, we're asking questions of you, and, and some of you uh, are responding, and, and you're giving us some, some great ideas, some great feedback. So if you'd like to chime in to tonight's discussion, make a point or ask a question, call us at 312-750-1178. That's 312-750-1178. And as I mentioned just a minute ago, our Facebook listeners, you can post your comments or questions right on our page. and I'm going to open that up uh, in just a second on my laptop. So happy Monday. Happy Monday. Welcome. This is a lot of folks' favorite day of the week. The sarcasm intended. Uh, I don't know anybody whose favorite day is Monday, but we are blessed to be here nonetheless. So every day is a good day uh, when you look at it that way. So first, uh, it is with a uh, it is with a, a heavy heart, uh, but knowing that you know none of us are put here permanently, uh, that we first acknowledge, uh, especially those of us in Chicago. Even though this this brother had a uh, he had a, a he he made a global he had a global footprint uh, with some of the work that he did. Professor Emeritus Sharif Bassioni, um he returned to Allah. Uh, he made his transition uh, into the next life this morning. Uh, reported at about eight eight forty a.m. Um, this is after battling uh, cancer and related complications. Um, he was truly. Um, an intellectual giant, um, and his work within uh, human rights. He was a founding father of international criminal law. Um, as a matter of fact, it's, um, and I'm, I'm just sharing a bit from, from what I have uh, been given, says that he was uh, responsible for the creation of the first international criminal court in the Netherlands to prosecute the most severe human rights abuses that traditionally got a political pass. He was also the youngest and longest-serving professor at DePaul University, 45 years of service. Uh, He also taught taught at universities around the country and the world and counts among his students well-known judges, jurists, governors, mayors, public servants, and diplomats. Uh, Throughout the course of his career, he was appointed to 22 United Nations positions. And against all odds and the heavy rebuke of the international diplomatic establishment, he defiantly racked up his personal resources and connections and set out to single-handedly investigate the war crimes in Bosnia. This was a monumental effort that documented mass killings, human rights abuses, 67,000 cases of rape, 
and resulted in the prosecution of hundreds, including the top man, Milosevic. Uh, at a ceremony honoring him at the Bosnian Islamic Center, he gave, he gave them his grandfather's prized possession, the Kiswa, uh, cover of the Kaaba, and it still hangs there on their wall. So his, and I could, and I could definitely go on. Um, he was the author of 35 books, the editor of 45 author of hundreds of scholarly articles. So this is someone, if you are not familiar with, this is someone that you definitely want to uh, take some time and, and look into. Um, as I said, as, as a matter of fact, his, I guess his intellectual uh, progeny, if you will, uh, is a testament to the, you know, just to the, um, just to the substance you know, just to the substance and the, you know, the, the high caliber of, of individual uh, that he was. So his janazah, which uh, for any of our uh, non-Muslim listeners, uh, his janazah, that is the, the equivalent of the funeral. That is our, uh, that is one of the, the sacred rites, you know, uh, in Islam. Uh, the janazah is our, is our funeral prayer where the body is uh, prepared and and made ready for uh, the final prayer that's that's done within congregation, and then it is entered into the earth. So that prayer is tomorrow. Um, it is scheduled, I believe, is scheduled for uh, to be at MCC Muslim Community Center, I believe. Um, I'm looking, I'm looking for it right now. But I'll tell you what, I will come back. I will come back to it, but I believe uh, that is where it's supposed to be uh, at 1.30 tomorrow. So uh, when we hear of a, of, of a passing, uh, I, we respond with, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun, and that is indeed from God we come, uh, and, to, and to him is our final return. So uh, we pray that God forgive him any shortcomings or errors, and multiply the reward for his good and grant him paradise. I mean, uh, in other news, um, well, not in other news, as a part of the, the weekend activities, uh, I took part in the, and if you're on Facebook, you, you've probably already seen some of the, some of the pictures that are up, but uh, with, um, I was one of the judges at the uh, CIOGC, the Council of Islamic Organizations of Greater Chicago, uh, they had a youth expo, and there were lectures. There was a fashion show. There was a uh, a spoken word contest and an art contest. I, along with uh, Sister Saudia Nawab uh, of Iman, were the judges for the uh, for the art contest. And we got a chance to see some really, some truly talented young people uh, do some, you know, do some amazing work. And one of the criteria that we had for judging was it was uh, to consider, to take into consideration the theme and to listen to some of the young people uh, describe what their motivation was, what the pieces meant to them, you know, how they came up with the idea for them. Uh, it was it was really just a uh, a true blessing uh, to be able to be there and to and to witness you know just to witness this creativity uh, from some uh, as young as i think our youngest our youngest person was ten years old the youngest uh competitor 
um, I mean, they all they all did, you know, they did amazing work, thoughtful work. So while I was there, well, before I get before I get too far into this, because what I did do, I was able to do some uh, some field recording. And basically I did this with my phone and just did some did a little bit of post production in the studio uh, later on. So it's not quite the it's not quite the the quality that we would get uh, in studio, but I wanted to just share share some of the ideas, share some of the you know uh, some of the thoughts of our young people. You know, I thought that it would be a value, and that you know Radio Slime family, you you all might you might you might appreciate it uh, if you are our Facebook friend, not our Facebook friend. If you've already liked our page. Make sure you go to the page and like the like the pictures because these these are the artists and their and their work. You know, share it. Let's let's celebrate that. But before I get like I said, before I get too far into that, there was also another weighty piece of news that came out uh, and it was issued originally, I believe, on uh, Talif's uh, website from their from their board of directors, I believe. Uh, as many know, um, our dear brother uh, Osama Cannon, who is the founding director of the um, of the Ta- uh, Totleaf Collective, which has done, which has really been a, a portal, uh, a doorway for, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not diminishing at all by by saying thousands, you know, I might not be doing it justice, but uh, it's been a doorway. And a, a resource and a, a community for you know for for thousands of individuals. Um, it is definitely a integral part of uh, Chicago's Muslim landscape. And um, so the news which was released was that um, <clears throat> that our brother has he's been diagnosed with ALS. Uh, some of you may be familiar with it as Lou Gehrig's uh, disease. Uh, often, um, I shouldn't say often. For the for the most part, it it has been a terminal. Um, it has been a terminal um, diagnosis. But we always say, you know, um, that God is the best knower, and in His in his hand is the decision for all affairs. So Brother Osama was the, he was basically, he was the keynote speaker for the Youth Expo Saturday. And he gave a speech um, where he talked very, very candidly, you know, about some of the, the thoughts, you know, that have come to mind and the, the realization of uh, of his own Mortality, which of course in turn causes others to think of those things, which which are very important, uh, because we all none of us know how long we have. Um, you know, you could be in seemingly perfect health one day, uh, and then find out, you know, that you're looking, uh, you know, that you're looking at something that you never thought that you would be. So. Uh, I'll share this. One of the things that I came away with from his talk was he he made a statement about uh, as a community. He says, um, and I'm paraphrasing, and I'm sure those there was somebody that was there 
um, who may have recorded. Unfortunately, that was one of the pieces that I was not able to um, get a recording of. But the spirit of it was, as a community, as individuals, uh, first, you know, we there's a certain pride or a necessity that we feel that we have to we have to show ourselves as being strong. Um, but what he mentioned was the idea of leaning into one another in our weakness as a, as a way to, to be a support for one another. Uh, and in doing so, you know, it, it actually strengthens us. Uh, there is an element of vulnerability that comes when you, you know, when you open yourself up uh, to another individual, or when you realize, you know, that, you know, you may fall short in a particular area that somebody else, you know, compliments you in, you know, and to be honest with one another, you know, with that, in regard to that. So uh, he gave, it was, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful, heartfelt talk. Um, there is a website that for those of you who are so inclined, you can go to to basically to to let him know that you are, you know, that you've, you know, keep him in, keeping him in your uh, your dua, your prayer, um, or if you'd like to leave some words of encouragement. And I'll, I'll look that up, um, or if somebody, if somebody has it, they want to just post it on our, our Facebook page, I'll make sure to share that. But the point being, um, there, there are different things that are going on in the community um, that make us continue to, to take stock of our own mortality. Uh, the passing, uh, as, I, as I mentioned uh, at the outset, of our uh, distinguished uh, Professor uh, Bassioni uh, to the diagnosis, you know, of our brother Osama Cannon. Uh, these are things that definitely, you know, we look, we have to take stock, we have to realize that, you know, none of us knows how long we have. So without going any further into that, uh, I'm just going to go back to my original point uh, before I mentioned this, and that was looking at our, our young people. Uh, the work that they did, uh, as I said, it was, it was really uplifting for me. Uh, and it's uplifting for me right now just to, just to think about the experience. And what we want to do is to share, uh, just share a little bit with you and hopefully, you know, we tried to clean it up and you can you can hear because this there was a lot of there's a lot of noise there. But we wanted to share uh, this this experience with you if you did not have the opportunity to be there. So we're going to cue that up. And uh, right after that is over, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back with you in just a moment. So we're going to go ahead and are we uh, we good? OK. All right. So this is from the uh, CIOGC Art Expo that myself and uh, Sister Sadia uh, Nawab were judging. And for our listeners, would you, uh, tell us your name. Okay. okay. And what is the name? You have two pieces I see right here. Well, first let me ask you this. Before we even ask you about the pieces, I see that you appear to be the youngest contestant that we've talked to so far. Yes. So what, what grade are you in? Fifth. Fifth grade. Inshallah. How old are you? Ten years old. All right, you've got two pieces. So what are what what are the names of the pieces that you have? Have you named them? This one I just call it God for the Um, this I don't have a name. 
So that one's called Mas. Okay, Mas Medina Tobo Okay, very good. Now, what are the what inspired you to do these two pieces? Is this pencil, uh, crayon? Uh, what, what are we looking at? Well, I drew it first with pencil and then I lined it with a pen. Okay. And then colored it in with um, colored pencil. Okay, and what about this one? Is that marker? I think it's a yeah, marker. Outside. Inside it's pen and colored pencil. And did you trace these images? You, you freehanded this? You have, you're talented with the drawing. So. Did you learn how to draw something, or are you just kind of you know, awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. So no classes? And do you draw a lot? I like to draw, but not all. Okay. Nice. Thank you. Adama? All right. That's uh, great stuff. Great stuff. Assalamu alaikum. And what, what is your name? Uh, my name is Daria Shafiq. Daria Shafiq. Okay. And I see you have a piece here that you have you've done. Uh, tell us a little bit about this piece. Okay. So this piece is kind of a picture of a woman with a red hijab, and she has a piece of tape over her mouth, and she's being silenced. And there are a lot of dark colors around her. And in English literature, they're supposed to represent like confusion, sickness, and sadness. But she's wearing the color red. And, like she has a red hijab and she's kind of supposed to stand out in the photo on purpose and in English literature red symbolizes passion and revolutions yeah. revolution and I kind of want to um, I kind of drew this picture for women all around the world to kind of feel like they're being silenced by people who are more privileged and it's not even just Muslim women or just women it's people in general who are always feel like they're not spoken like, they don't have a chance to speak for themselves, and other people are. And, like, it just, I don't know how to explain it, but it kind of is a per It's I can make a personal connection to this, but I think people who are um, living in war zones and who have dealt with more experience, who have had more experiences of silence can relate to this more than I even, than even I can. Mm. That, that's, that's pretty profound. Let me ask you this. How long have you been? Um, how long have you been uh, painting? Is this paint? Is this watercolor or watercolor, oil pastel, marker, pencil? It's a lot of things. What's the oil? Wow. The the scarf? Or? Yeah, oil pastel is a scarf because originally it wasn't gonna stand out, so I had to use oil pastel. Oh, nice. And, and how long did it take you to uh, to complete this? It took me two days. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it didn't take me very long. But I think it just, like, yeah, it didn't take me long, as long as I thought it was, which is kind of, like, I wish I could spend more time on it, this is as much as I can do. I like how you used a cardboard as the, you know, medium that you painted on. Mm. Because for me, it's like, you don't even need to have a lot of resources. You can, and, and speaking to the audience, the global audience that, you know, may not have access to resources, it's not about that. It's, yeah. You make art however, you know, wherever you need to. Yeah. For me, I like cardboard because it has a nice color and it's not just an empty white, but also because I hate using canvas. Really? Yeah, it's just really hard. I think there's a naturalness 
um, to yeah. it. I know. also wanted to add like a natural kind of feeling to it too. Yeah, yeah. And I also like the little kind of the bangs coming out, the, the texture in the hair as well. Yeah. And the tape, <laughs> just the texture <laughs> overall. But again, it's it speaks to so many different like cultures and people. And it's, it doesn't look like a, a, it's a very inclusive, you know, painting. Yeah. yeah. And the tape does not fit. It does not, it really stands out like it should not be there. Yeah. You know. Um, That's kind of like the thing I was going for. Yeah. Originally, I wanted to, like, I didn't want tape and I was just going to draw, like, write something over it. But I realized that silence is, like, writing nothing is better than writing something because if you write something, it's, it's almost as if you want the person watching to have a feeling. I just want, like, the, the viewers of my art to, like, Thank you. Keep up the great work. Yeah. Thank you. And then it's called Red Crown. Red Crown. Oh, Red Crown. I'm not really. Assalamualaikum. Okay. And for the listeners, what is your name? Iman Shakir. Iman Shakir. Okay. So, uh, Sister Iman, what is the title of the piece that you have submitted? Well, this is Maghrib. Okay. Because uh, the sunset is setting in Ramadan, yeah. or we're breaking our fast. Okay. So the birds are, you know, the Muslims going to pray and break their fast, uh, walking oh. towards the sun. And the trees, the, the leaves, and then the, the white dot, it's like the changing from of the seasons from autumn to winter. And it's basically the change in Ramadan to the end of Ramadan, basically. And... This here is basically just the leaves falling, and it's the shedding of scents from when it's Ramadan. Mm. And then the movement here at the bottom is that even though Ramadan is over, our good deeds should continue on. That's, 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 that's brilliant. Wow. That's brilliant. <laughs> so what was the, I mean, well, it, it seems that uh, Ramadan was the, the, the inspiration for the piece, right? right. But uh, describe what what is your medium? What did you use uh, to, to complete this piece? I used um, acrylic paint. Okay. Um, just, just acrylic paint with it. Yeah. Okay. So. How long did it take you to uh, complete it? Um, about three hours. Really? And, like, and of course, in two days. Okay. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah you gotta revisit it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, this is great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Tell me your name. Uh, my name is Masara Hasif. Okay. And what the piece that you have submitted, what was the uh, what was the inspiration for? So I um, I wanted to start a series called the Headpiece Series to kind of illustrate different types of headpieces that people wear around the world. And the piece that I submitted is kind of what inspired everything because I saw a picture of mermaid crowns and I really liked the colors and um, everything was about. So I. Um, just decided to start with that. I have a few other pieces that I'm working on now. My other completed piece is the Day of the Dead drawing where it's like a flower crown with like the skull face paint. And yeah, I just I just really like working with colors. I like making things bright and pop out and like kind of um, bring attention to the eye. And yeah, that was kind of the inspiration behind it. Um, how long have you been, how long have you been uh, uh, drawing? And so I've been drawing since I was 12. Um, color pencils were the first thing I ever worked with. I recently, about a year ago, started working at a painting studio where I, I teach in a, uh, using acrylic paints. So I started doing acrylic paint stuff after that. But my main media is color pencils. Okay. All right. Um, are you are you still in school? Are you out of yeah, school? Yeah, I'm still in school. I'm in my sophomore year of college. Uh, yeah. Where do you go? 
Uh, my memory. Oh, you are? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So you're in the MSA here as well? Uh, yeah. Okay, great, great. All right, thank you. Uh, what's the piece called that you did? Um, I don't have a name for it. Okay, you must name it at some well, point. <laughs> we'll just call it Mermaid Crown. Mermaid Crown. Yeah. Okay, that's the piece. So that's, uh, there's a picture of this. I'm talking, uh, so we're on air right now. Um, there's a picture of this that'll be on our Facebook page. Uh, but yeah, so that's what we're looking at. And say your name one more time. Masara Hasib. Okay, thank you very much. No right. Thank you so much. You are. All right, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. You know, that's so I just got a better greeting than I gave. All right, so uh, for our listeners, uh, your name? Selma Demir. Okay, Selma, you have you have uh, submitted two different pieces. Yes. Very, two, two very unique pieces. Would you tell us first, what are their names? Or, or do they have names? Um, the first painting um, of the woman is called Ebony. That's her name. Um, and the second painting of the flag, it's called Blackistan. Mm. And those are the names for the painting. Okay. So now, listeners, uh, Radio Islam family, I want you all to, when you go to the page and you look at the picture, the one that is called Ebony mm -hmm. is the one with the hair. Yes. Okay. So, uh, and the and Blackistan is the flag. Yes. All right. Now, what was the... Um, what was the impetus? What was the inspiration behind these pieces? Um, so for Ebony, I think with a lot of things going on right now in 2017, um, being a black woman, I can recognize in our communities that um, black women are not um, as appreciated and as recognized as they should be, especially with their hair. So um, that's why I, I, I added the cake on hair. Um, you know, this is a very traditional hair that we use to do faux locks. We braid with this hair. We do twists with this hair. Um, and I put it on there just to add some texture to really show um, her hair texture that it represents her and the colors around her. Um, you know, the burgundy and it's a mustard yellow and a forest green. Um, it's kind of like a 70s theme. Um, really, really pretty colors. Um, I specifically use these colors and each layer represents something different about her culture and her being vibrant and her being educated. And so that's kind of where the inspiration came from with these. So Blackistan, um, coming from my heritage and my culture, my father's originally from Kurdistan, um, and due to you know a really oppressive background, um, the Kurds were kicked out of Kurdistan, sent to Turkey, and they had to change their names, their language, um, the way they you know are educated. They had to change everything. So I try not to forget. Um, growing up, I was labeled as Turkish, but I always forget that I am actually Kurdish. So the Kurdish flag is red, white, and green, and the middle of it is a gold star. Um, and also representing my second heritage, my mother's African-American. So instead of putting the gold star, I put a gold continent of Africa to, to mix both of the heritages and to kind of represent who I am as a person, be able to put it on the canvas. Um, whatever, it's just really inspiring. It puts me to shame, basically. <laughs> well, I know I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do any of this, you know. I'm good with a straight line, and that's about it. One straight line, and that's all. I mean, but the, the skill is one thing. It's like the intention and the thought process. And yeah. really, honestly, what it is, it's like interrogating your own experience or others' experiences and then expressing that. Just the thought of, like, let me think about this. And I'm not just, it's not something you just complain about or whatever. Like, you, you, you grow as an individual when, you, when you're thinking about how to express that to someone else. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. So, yeah. Well, and uh, just to go back to what you just mentioned, that some of these pieces that uh, that have been done 
when we asked for the uh, explanation for them, they said that they represented the struggle of others. You know, uh, having a piece that you are given really as a as a voice for other people. I think that's that's yeah. phenomenal, especially for folks that are come, that are so young. So, all right. So what what you're listening to now is um, uh, Saudi and I have just got through having a, a good discussion about how we're going to place all of these wonderful pieces of art. Some of the artists will see what was their inspiration uh, behind the pieces that they submitted. And we have come to the decision that we're going to go with. Uh, number one, first place is going to be, I'll let her take. Go ahead. Red crown. Okay, so, and that was Saudi's decision. Totally hers. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, we agreed on it. We agreed on it. No. So, red crown is going to get uh, first place. Second place is going to be the Maghreb sunset. Maghreb, so yeah, so that's the one with the obviously Maghreb is the, the sun, but for our um, our, our non-Muslim listening audience, that's the one with the, the sunset. Okay, and our third place is going to be Miss Ebony. Miss Ebony, that's the one with the hair. Okay, so uh, but we want to give a congratulations to all of the artists who uh, submitted work. And, you know, some of them, I think the youngest that we had over here was 10 years old. Yes. Yes. So they've got a, you know, inshallah, God willing, they have a long, uh, you know, they got a lot of art left in them and, and ahead of them. So you might see some of them over at Iman, right? Yeah, I told some of them about the ceramics and different things that we have. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great stuff. So we hope that you all enjoyed this. Uh, definitely like the pictures share the pictures right share this art this is these are our young people and we want to support them and encourage them in their artistic expression and in their growth okay so um that's about it all right radio slime family thank you for bearing with us through all the the noise uh and and the feedback in that uh we hope you enjoyed it check out the facebook page uh we've put up I think I think we have all of the the pictures, all the contestants that were there. There might have been two or three that just had they they were just able to bring their work and had to leave, but all the artwork is there. Uh, take a look at it. Uh, I'm sure you're gonna enjoy it as much as as much as we did. So we're gonna go ahead and take a, a quick break. Uh, remember, if you have any questions, uh, if you have a, a comment that you would like to make, give us a call three one two seven five zero one one seven eight. That's three one two seven five zero. 1178 or give us a comment on our Facebook page or tweet us at Radio Islam USA. All right, so we'll see you in just a minute. In the streets below, traffic had stopped. Pedestrians were lying on sidewalks and curled up in doorways. There was no sign of violence, no wrecks, nothing like that. It was as if the people in New York had simply decided to stop whatever they were doing and pass out. Ice coated my stomach. The invasion has started. To find out what happens next, read Percy Jackson and the Olympians by Rick Reardon. Explore new worlds and check out more cool books at your local library. And visit read.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. A boy born in Joplin, Missouri was fascinated by anything with wheels and a motor. The odds of him going on to fascinate millions with his talent, one in 260,000. The odds of him having 15 career NASCAR victories, one in 1.7 million. The odds of a child being diagnosed with autism, 1 in 88. 
I'm Jamie McMurray, and my niece has autism. Learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Radio Islam, the nation's first daily live call-in talk radio show, produced by Muslims for the mainstream market. Radio Islam, on the air since 2004 because of your generosity. Radio Islam salutes its most valuable asset, you, our listener. From our producers to our interns, we appreciate your support. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome back, Radio Islam family. It is Monday, September 25th, 2017. And we are blessed to be here. So um, before we went to the break, we played, shared a little bit of the uh, the weekend. You know, said had, had the opportunity to judge, really just to appreciate. It was, it was truly difficult to, um, to have to judge some of the work, you know, Call somebody first, somebody second. But either way, um, if you got a comment, 312-750-1178, 312-750-1178. And you may have one about, uh, man, an hour just really goes by so fast. I'm looking up, it's 638 already. Um, there's another another uh, issue that's been in the news, and, and it stayed in the news. And... It has really brought out some interesting perspectives. Many of you are aware, if you, you, know, if you listen to the radio, I'm assuming that you're, probably, you're also uh, looking at other forms of media and, and, and seeing what's going on. Uh, some of you are aware that Stevie Wonder, during a recent concert, he said, I'm going to take a knee, and he went down to one knee. Then he said, I'm going to actually take, I'm taking two knees, and, and he offered a prayer, you know, for America and you know, for our, for our, our health, our well-being, you know, uh, for unity. And, um, and as that's happening, there are scores of, I shouldn't say scores, but there are other professional athletes who have, uh, who basically have, have come to the defense or they, they, they are being, Put in positions where they're now starting to they're now starting to stand up, and you know make their voices heard. Uh, as we know, this all started you know with Colin Kaepernick silently uh, kneeling, you know during the national anthem as a way to bring attention to uh, the um, just the the presence of uh, police brutality and uh, the the police the killings that were taking place, you know, amongst uh, African-Americans, you know, at the hands of police. And, you know, he he knelt as a way to bring attention to it, say this is something that we need to talk about. So recently, our president made some comments that were not very presidential, uh, not in the historical sense of it, um, of what what it means to be the president, what it means to be the spokesperson or to be even seen or thought of as, you know, as, as, as a sort of a moral um, standard bearer to, to some degree, right? 
we know that you know we're, we're all we're all fallible, but to at least take the the time to put on a to put on a face, you know, that says that you know I'm going to try to put my best foot forward. So he recently he he made some comments where he said you know wouldn't I think this was at a, a rally in Alabama where he said to his uh, audience you know wouldn't you love to see one of the, one of these NFL owners tell you know, when one of these guys decides that he's going to take a knee during the national anthem, he's going to disrespect the flag. Wouldn't you love to see him tell this this SOB, um, you know, you're fired, you know, get out of here. And, of course, playing to that type of, you know, making this issue, this type of uh, protest, turning it into a you know, as turning it into a sign of disrespect, you know, it really, it minimizes, it, uh, uh, it, obs- it, 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 it turns what should be an opportunity for discussion, you know, into just an occasion where we're maligning uh, one another. Or those who have calls to seek redress, those who have calls to protest, they are, you know, they're maligned, they're looked at, uh, they're vilified. But something else came out over the weekend, which I thought was just wonderful. And it came from it came from a source that had to grow on America and in uh, and, and the person of uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., who himself took a knee, you know, uh, in the sense of um, nonviolent, you know, nonviolent protest and prayer. You know, was one who, you know, and the thing is, people didn't approve of the way he protested, the way he protested injustice. Now, his daughter, she, I think she issued a series of tweets over the weekend. Um, and there, I'm, I, know, I know this is covered in a few different, you know, outlets. But the whole point was Dr. King, who is celebrated now, who has a national holiday today, at the time when he was most active, when he was protesting, when he was drawing attention to the treatment of black people in America, to the second-class citizenship, you know, to the violence that was still taking place, you know, to unequal schooling, to unequal uh, access to resources, when he was when he was protesting those things, and doing it nonviolently, and praying, and they were singing. He was called divisive. You know, they, they called him a troublemaker. They called him an outside agitator. So there is a, you know, it, it's this pattern. It's this pattern that, that exists, and it's a, it's a response that we seem to keep seeing. So I, I urge you, if you're around one of those people, whose response is you're disrespecting the flag or you are being divisive by bringing these things up. Ask them how they feel about Dr. King. Ask them, do they think he was divisive? Do they think that his methods of nonviolent protest were agitation, were unnecessary agitation? Do they think he was a troublemaker? Because the same people that are, you know, that are insulting, that are 
saying that because these men have their millionaires that they should, you know, they should be happy and they shouldn't have anything to complain about. These are the same people, if you ask them what they think about Dr. King, most of them, not all of them, they will, they will respond, oh, well, you know, he's, he's a great American hero. He did, he was all about love. He did so much to help try to bring us together, you know, as a people. So there's a, you know, I mean, it's only one way to, to call it. There's an element of hypocrisy um, that's embedded in this issue. But I'm happy to see, I don't know uh, what, what, your, what your take on it is. You may, you may see things differently. But I'm happy to see that our athletes are, are standing up. And I'm also happy to see that some of the NFL owners. Now, you know, some folks have chosen not to watch. Uh, I'm one of those. Um, you know, if, well, I, I don't want to uh, go down to the rabbit hole right now. But I'm glad to also see that some of the um, their, the owners are also stepping out and they're making known that, I mean, there's only, there's only so much that you can sit by idly and nod in your head uh, in agreement with. You know, there's only so much partisanship uh, that, you know, that you can um, hold yourself to or allow to hold you back from speaking you know, from doing what you know is the right thing to do. As a matter of fact, somebody, I heard it said, I think this was a couple of days ago, and they said the reason that the Republicans, and, and I don't have anything against Republicans, you know, uh, I'm not a, a partisan person in that, you know, if we're talking politics, you have to look at what are, you, what, is, what are you looking to get from the system? You know, what are you looking to get from the party? Is the party addressing your concerns? So it's not about Republican or Democrat. But it was stated in this way. It said that uh, some of these Republicans, the reason that they hate Kaepernick is because he's willing to lose his job to, to, to say, uh, to do what he believes in, to say what he believes in. And that in itself is a problem with politics, is that you are worried about the yeses and the noes behind you, and you deny the yeses and the noes inside of you. You know, you know what is the right thing to do. You know what is the, the proper approach. You know when you're looking at wrongdoing. But because it may put you out of sorts with, you know, your constituency, you know, you're silent. You know, you're silent and you, you know, and basically you're, you're useless. You don't, you, don't push the, uh, you don't push us forward. As a nation, there's no real leadership in terms of uh, cooperation. You know, it's, uh, but anyway, it's not all doom and gloom. Uh, the people are standing up. Uh, the people are taking a knee. I saw a cheerleader, as a matter of fact. I think, I'm not sure if she was the Buffalo Bills or not, but I saw it on Twitter. She took a knee. Now, if we look at this in terms of what it means, you know, as a sign of, um, almost as, as a sign of, of, of invoking God's uh, presence, you know, the idea of kneeling, you know, or, or asking for God's help against obstacles or challenges that have been, you know, up to, up to that point 
I don't want to say insurmountable, but isn't it so much better? Isn't it better that people are willing to take a knee and have peaceful resistance and peaceful protest than the alternative? I mean, isn't that what this our, our democratic society is supposed to be supposed to be about? You know, this this idea that we can we can disagree. You know, as Dr. King said, you know, that we can disagree without becoming, you know, violently dis- disagreeable. I mean, isn't that what we're supposed to be? So what we're supposed to be and what we are and what we are encouraged to be are two, uh, two or three different things. You know, what do you what do you think? Are we. You know, how do how do we move? How do we move to where we need to be? Is it something that's going to happen from the ground up? You know, are we wasting our time thinking that those people who are in positions of uh, elected leadership, uh, uh, not not all of them, but just, you know, in general, are we wasting our time thinking that they will come to some moral enlightenment or some um, some idea, some awareness that, you know, that that we have to chart the course for uh, for the country. We have to be the, the standard bearers. Well, what do you think? Do you think that's actually going to happen? I mean, it hasn't happened. But what is happening, and because of the way the system works, the more people stand up and the more people make their voices heard, then those who have... Uh, they, those who lose through public opinion, those they start paying attention. So, and that's that is what we're starting we're starting to see, and we will see the more uh, the more momentum is gained. Uh, last thing I, I'll mention: so Stephen Curry, uh, Warriors, uh, Golden State Warriors uh, point guard, you know, All Star, former MVP, NBA champion. Um, he was, I think, he'd already said he wasn't going to um, to the White House. Did you hear about this? No. Yeah, he'd already said he wasn't going. So, you know, it's traditional that the winner of whatever sport, they always make a trip to the White House. And he had, you know, he was one of the people saying, I'm, I'm, I'm not going. And I guess our president got wind of it. And his response was, well, if he's waffling, then there's no invitation or the invitation is rescinded. He went out of his way uh, to make that point. Meanwhile, there is... Um, you know, we still have the natural disasters that we're dealing with. You know, we still have Puerto Rico, uh, which is in tr- tremendously bad shape. And I don't know if he's been there. I don't think he's been to Puerto Rico. He's been, you know, he, he made made it a point to, to get to uh, Texas. I think he's, he's been to Florida. Uh, but, you know, newsflash, Puerto Rico is uh, part of the United States. So... You know, maybe somebody want to get that memo to him, uh, let him know so he can focus on some things that actually have real relevance uh, and importance for us as a nation. So we are we are where we are. Um, Tomorrow we have uh, we have in studio joining us a really dynamic uh, individual who is doing a lot of work. Uh, around um, disrupting the the school to prison pipeline, uh, and this individual, this brother, has a a powerful story. 
Um, we're going to have with us tomorrow Omar Yamini, who is the uh, founder of Determined to be Upright. And he has a book uh, which details portions of his uh, 15 years of, uh, of incarceration. And, um, but what he has done since, uh, since you know, release, you know, uh, has been just phenomenal. And what he's continuing to do, um, it has been phenomenal. So I'm not going to give too much of his story away. But um, as a matter of fact, what I'll do is I'll put a link for, for his book. I'll put that on the, um, on the, uh, on the Facebook page uh, for those who care to, to look at it and, and see who this is that's coming in. Uh, we, also, we also will be having um, this week, I believe we're going to be having in some folks from, what, what is the organization? The folks that are, that are coming in this week. Uh, is it ICER or um, it's not ICER? No, we haven't confirmed it yet. Okay, all right, all right. You didn't hear that. You didn't hear that. All right, we don't want to tell anybody's coming that we haven't confirmed yet. Um, but I, I will also let you know for those listeners who who uh, gave us some some different uh, topics, we are working on those, and you know we want to we like to make make our programming uh, reflective. You know, um, like I said, we have an hour. You know, but we want to do as much as we can with that hour. So we're looking forward to uh, tomorrow's conversation. We're looking forward to um, uh, some folks that we, you know, that are in the pipeline to be confirmed to uh, uh, to come in and sit down with us. We had Cook County State's Attorney uh, Kimberly Fox in last last week, uh, and that was, you know, if you didn't hear that broadcast, go to SoundCloud and pick up the. Um, you know, and download it or just listen to it there. I'm sure you will you will definitely enjoy that and just have a just a tremendous appreciation for the uh, for the leadership and the vision uh, of her administration. Uh, it was really you know it was a very thought provoking and a heartfelt uh, conversation. So let's keep those folks in our prayers. Uh, we mentioned um, uh, Professor uh, uh, Sharif Bassiuni. And we also mentioned our brother um, Osama Cannon. Um, well, you know, Osama Cannon, you know, he is still with us. You know, and inshallah will we'll remain with us. God willing, will we'll, we'll remain with us, um, you know. So, but let's, let's keep them, keep them in, our, in our prayers, them and their families. Um, these are just signs that, you know, these are just reminders that, we have limited amount of time, so we want to be we want to be as active as we can. We want to make sure that our lives uh, that they mean something, you know. That it's not just about you know laughs and, and giggles. It's not just about uh, enjoyment or our own self gratification, but that we're living lives of purpose. And if anybody qualifies as a person who is living a life of purpose, we know that. Would you say it's these people? Would you? Would you agree with me? All right. Ibrahim, he agrees with me. That it is you, uh, Radio Islam listeners. Uh, last thing I'm going to bring up uh, as we are winding down in our, um, uh, in our, in our, our final minutes, I want to bring up with you 
uh, conversation that we will be having in the very near future. Uh, and that is around this idea of the, the single-payer health um, health uh, healthcare uh, concept. Um, I've been having a lot of conversations with people, you know, about healthcare, and a lot of people honestly don't seem to really understand it or why it's so difficult, as opposed to you know the, the idea of healthcare being uh, within the marketplace. So uh, that's another conversation that we're going to be having. Um, pretty soon. So let me tell you, those who, those of you um, who are interested in being in, uh, in radio, in broadcasting, uh, we've got some, we have some tremendous opportunities. There are some things that are coming up. There are some things that are coming up, and we are looking for interns. So um, if you know where we are, we're located in downtown, downtown Chicago. I mean, accessible to public transportation. We're right off the, what is this, the red, orange, green, red, and blue, pink, whatever line. Uh, we're right We're right next to them. So we're right in the heart of downtown. And we're in a position that if you are looking for experience, if you're looking to, uh, to hone some skills, uh, we're in a position where you can come in and get a type of access that you might not, uh, you might not get in a, um, in a different in a different uh, setting, so we're looking for uh, for folks that are interested in uh, in producing, that are interested in um, uh, journalism, that are interested in broadcasting. Uh, you know, just every facet of it. So you can go to. Matter of fact, you can send us an email. Oh, I didn't mention yeah, social media and database uh, management. Everything. The, you know, the, the whole thing, ad sales, you know, everything. So you can send us an email at producer at radioislam.com. That is producer at radioislam.com. And we're making a push right now. We're, we're doing, like I said, uh, with our website, we're making a push to do some, some things that make us more responsive to you, that uh, connect us to you uh, uh, more easily. Uh, more frequently, so that we really can, um, we so we really can have a a consistent flow of communication. So a big part of that is also our Facebook page. So if you haven't liked it, I'm going to tell you again, like the Facebook page. You know, give us, uh, drop us a line, let us know you're listening. Give us a suggestion, let us know if you have a critique. If there's something that that we're doing, you know, that you might like to see differently. Now, if it's just one of you, you know. That's that's one thing, but if it's more than one, then you know it carries a little bit more weight. Okay, so just don't think as if it's just one person. But you know we love you. So anyway, um, our engineer for tonight has been Ramon. Thank you, Ramon, over at WCV for making sure that we come through loud and clear. Hope you have a great night. Our engineer in studio is the. Ever impressive, Ibrahim Babe on the boards, doing what he does. Our producer for tonight has been me, Tariq Elamine. Your host as well, Tariq Elamine. Executive producer, the man, the myth, the legend, Abdul Malik Mujahid, uh, who just got back in town. So, alhamdulillah. Um, oh, all the, what is it? The speaker's words? Basically, anything I said is not Sound Vision's position. 
Okay, that's 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 all me. All right. So we're looking forward to seeing you all tomorrow. Uh, same time, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on WCEV 1450. Remember, we're streaming at www.wcev1450. And we've got Omar Yamini on in studio tomorrow night. I leave you as I greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.